Hello, welcome to the Common Geeking Program, a book club podcast where each of each episode, the three of us read up on a topic and then discuss the, 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 and yeah, and just take it from the top. Take yeah. it from the top. <laughs> Wait, Ryan, why did you cut him off while he was speaking the intro perfectly and fluently? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> I could tell he was stuck in a loop. We had to stop him, or it would have been that would have been the whole episode. <laughs> well, this episode is about retcons, so right, it's perhaps poignant. we should. Um, Let's we should redo the intro. All everybody right. speak. Everybody speak backwards. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a little geek. racist, but... Welcome to the Common Geeking Program, a book club podcast where each episode, the three of us read up on a topic and then discuss it from geeky, nerdy perspectives. Today, I am your host, Timel Chaudhary, or Chatter, whichever you prefer, and we will be discussing... Dragon Ball Z, uh, the legendary Super Saiyan, and Dragon Ball Super Broly. Also known as one Dragon Ball movie that doesn't make sense, and one actually pretty good Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the theme is like uh, retcons and rewrites, and uh, like that succeed, that improve upon the original. Uh, I'm joined by two people, each of whom has selected a domain they think connects our topics and theme this week. They are... Hello, it's me, Edward Ryan. Have you missed me? Anyways, today, now, well, not not today, this week. That's the right phraseology. This week, I'm going to be talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. And I am uh, Eddie Ryan's mirror twin from another dimension, Ryan Mossbarger. And I'm here to talk about uh, Game of Thrones, specifically the first pilot. Um, which pretty famously was retconned and changed from the original when uh, test audiences thought it was a actual and literal and figurative turd burger. I just I wanted to point out one thing that that I don't think we've talked about much since my return from the Shadow Realm. It's actually the the advent of my mere dimension twin Ryan Mossberger that allowed me to return from the Shadow Realm. Yeah. You see, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts three, so I'm I am I. You could say I am the no I am the nobody to uh, Eddie Ryan's Heartless. So wait, wait, who's the original? Uh, we that's for the next game. <laughs> God fucking damn it! <laughs> According to Kingdom Hearts three, your original is just you, but like minus a tattoo wait, or two. So when Donald fucking dies. I was shocked. Wait, are you being serious about that right now? or No, I'm not. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. Because, <laughs> like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, there's, like, a moment where Goofy dies for five seconds. Yes. Well, yeah. Like, you got to expect a certain amount of, like, actual, uh, what is it? Drama club style, like, <laughs> literal, like, rug from out from underneath of you <laughs> kind of moments in Kingdom Hearts 3, so... We're going to start by discussing our topic and domains before we openly discuss. Finally, we'll close with a competitive rating section to determine who best contributed, and whether today's topic is enjoyable.
And there's a movie where there is a really strong baby and a really weak baby. And the weak baby is Goku for some reason. And he screams a lot, making the strong baby insane. And for whatever reason, Vegeta's dad is involved and he's real not happy about it. And then uh, the planet blows up because Freeze is a dick. And then for whatever reason, they bring Vegeta into it, Sans dead, and then Goku gets real weird and gets a bunch of powers from some people, and then they fight, and then somehow or another they win, even though it's pretty much proven to a point where they shouldn't be able to win when all Broly does is just come at them and destroy planets and, like, does a weird football tackle on them instead of actually fighting them for, like, 30 fucking minutes. Um, but yeah, that's the first one. Uh, I mean, that, 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 that's a pretty good description. That's pretty good. Vegeta's dad wanted to execute baby Brawly because he was, he was so be strong. Too... Okay, okay guys, that. guys, can we start just from the top? I think the Because he was the legendary Super Saiyan. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. I and, just had and, to get that off my and chest. And the failed execution left a weakness in Brawly's abdomen area, which Goku what? exploited to win the fight. Uh, Learn your history, nerds. Wait, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay, okay, we'll we'll come back to this. Uh, anyways, uh, so... You definitely just made that up because I watched that movie for an hour and a half and there was no weakness in his abdominal region ever, ever mentioned. Listen, I watched this movie like 10 years ago. I think I remember it a little bit better. <laughs> no. They never, they never mentioned any weakness ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened, but now I'm going to have to Google it because I did not rewatch the original for this podcast. Showing the dedication that got you banished to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, Legendary Super. Ball Z, The Legendary Super Saiyan is a movie that was released in 1993. It uh, fall- so it uh, it takes place in the Dragon Ball Z universe. What a shocker! Uh. It, uh, so the plot is pretty much what Ryan told you, but, uh, to be more, uh, cohesive, uh, it, it is a movie about a character named, uh, Broly. He's pretty brolic. He's pretty brolic. (laughs) When I was younger, I, I thought that this film was where that term came from. Is that not where that term came from? I don't believe so. I, I honestly thought that's where that term came from. Holy shit! That is where the term came from. Yes. Woo! What? Wait, I got I lost for you guys for a second in the in the crosstalk. What did the ter- what did the word come from? The you know the word like brolic for like really strong. It did originate no. from from Dragon Ball Z. I've never That's heard crazy. of that before. <laughs> is that a real word? We we went on a weird etymology tangent. I think you should continue with the summary. Yes. Uh... Well, that's part of the podcast now, considering that Colin tried to call... No, it was Jeff. Jeff tried to call me out last time I was on for using archetypical instead of archety- was it archetypal. Archetypal. But archetypical is a, is the word. It's actually the word. It's a correct word. Is, is it... Is it is it a is it another word that means the same thing or is it a, yep. is it different from archetypal? It's a different word for the same thing. I just like the way it sounds. Okay, I mean it does sound kind of cool. Archetypal sounds like a Dragon Ball Z villain. Speaking of which, uh, uh, so yeah, Goku and friends are just off doing their own thing when a spaceship just comes out of nowhere, and inside is a guy named uh, Asparagus. Asparagus, for short. short. Uh, I thought it, 
I, I so I didn't remember. I kind of remembered that his name was Paragus, and I typed some version of that into the group chat when we were talking about this episode, and it autocorrected to Paraguay, and I was like, that's close enough, and I just left it. <laughs> that explains that. Okay, anyways, uh, and like Paragus comes up to Vegeta, the Prince of All Saints, and he's like, we've started a new Namek, apparently. Come over here. And Vegeta's like, hell yeah, and everyone else comes for some reason. And yeah, then, it's real bad. It's the basic, like, Dragon Ball equivalent of a stranger walking up to a child with, like, shitty candy, and the kid being like, nah, you can, I'll, I'm, I'm down for the ride, let's go. They get there, they find out that the whole thing's run by slave labor, I guess, and then, and then, like, you know, they meet, uh, Paragus's son, Broly, uh, uh Bro- they, someone says the word Kakarot, Broly loses his shit, they explain that, like, Paragus wants revenge on Vegeta for what his dad did, and Broly wants revenge on Kakarot for crying when he was a baby. It, it's dumb. Then they fight, and uh, uh, like Broly, like fucking kicks everyone's ass. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick. I just wanna. All right, I think that because you like the new one so much, you're underselling some of the stuff from the original. No, the un- the 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 original one was. Uncom- like incomprehensible. All right, listen, with the, the, Krillin, it, I comprehend with Krillin singing, and then oh for God. whatever reason, a random <laughs> no, no, yeah, he's doing karaoke terribly, and everybody hates it, and they're all in a park for some reason, including Vegeta, who is like the least park person ever. But he's unhappy about it. Yeah, he's super unhappy. Um, so like that just fits. In a random spacecraft comes up. It's like, oh, you know, we've rebuilt, we've rebuilt every blah blah blah. It's dumb, and then it just gets dumber from there. Like it's. Awful. All right, so here's the thing. So so he was in an incubator next to Goku when they were babies. Goku cried a lot. This made baby Brawly unhappy. But the reason it's a problem is because King Vegeta tried to murder that baby, and this traumatic event stunted his mental growth. So he really is fixated on that crying baby, and it, and it, it fucked him up. But it's really that he was... It, there was an attempted murder. That's really the issue. Uh, the, in the words of Dragon Ball Z, Bridge, that's so dumb, but he's so yeah. cool. But that's so I, dumb, but he's so cool. If if you hadn't told me that this uh, the original one wasn't an unabridged, I would have assumed it was because it it self referenced itself a little bit in a couple of places. Because like I want to say, Master Roshi's like, what is he actually comes out and says like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I um, just real quick want to point out, I'm on Wikipedia. After much reluctance, Vegeta finally gives some of his energy, which he gives Goku enough power to resist Brawly and punch him in exactly the same place where he was stabbed as a baby, causing Brawly to bleed profusely and explode. He was never stabbed as a baby. By King Vegeta. He wasn't stabbed. It never showed it in the one I watched. There was no stabbing of the he, kid. He was stabbed. Maybe that was like a censored version or something. Because there was a lot of censorship. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I would censor out the an adult man <laughs> stabbing a baby, I suppose. Not just an adult man, but an adult man with a goatee. Yeah, just Vegeta, but with the, like the arc, like just the really bad, like almost like painted on goatee. <laughs> so. Wait, have you guys watched Community? Uh, I've seen a few yes, episodes. That's, yes, that's what I was kind of you know referencing. The, yeah. You know the darkest Abed. timeline where they have like, they're all evil, so they have the goatees? 
Vegeta's dad is just darkest timeline Vegeta. This movie's interesting in that it's really bad, and, like, the character of Broly, when you think about it for more than, like, a few minutes, is also really bad. But, like, he's but also he's so, so cool. cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. And, like, he how is he so cool? He, he looks like, so dumb. He's Because he's, like, big and brolic, and he's, like, kicking everyone's ass, and he's, like, and it's awesome, and it's And cool. when he goes Super Saiyan, his hair's green. Yeah. Instead of just yellow. And, like, those, that, those well, fights. In the news. In the new series, they go blue, they go red, they go yellow. I'm sure green's somewhere on the color scale. For no, it's no. not. It's not, and it's a, it's not, and it's a big problem. I mean, it's because green so is far ahead of because you green is too powerful. I mean, think about the strongest Dragon Ball Z characters: Piccolo, Goldo. Oh, sure, they're both green. That Cyberman that killed the killed Cyberman. Yamcha. Yeah, he yeah. killed Yamcha. Who else has ever killed Yamcha? It's not an easy thing to kill Yamcha. No, he's very strong. Moving on to uh, Dragon Ball Super uh, Broly. Uh, anybody else want to take this? Or Well, I know I defended the original, but man, this one was so much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a lot. Like, there was, like... There was, there was a story. <laughs> there was a plot, yeah. And there were, like, character arcs. And it made sense from, like, multiple angles, not just like, hey, he screamed as a baby when I was a baby, so I wish to murder him and everyone in the entire galaxy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also Broly was just a character. He was good. He was a good character on top of being a cool character. Negatives, uh, negatives of this one, Broly did not explode. Positives, he's now alive as a character and maybe he'll come back in the show or something. Yeah. So this time... They change the backstory a little. This time, King Vegeta doesn't like Brawly because he's more powerful than baby Vegeta. And he's like, fuck that. My baby's the strongest baby. You banished. So he banishes him to some shitty planet with his dad, Paraguay. Well, Par- well Paragus, uh, like, when he learns that his son has been sent to this shitty planet, he's like, why? Brawly's so strong. And, like, uh, he, like, hijacks the ship and, like, goes to that planet, but, like, ends up crash-landing and is stuck there with Broly. So, you know, they spend, uh, they spend many, many years on, on that planet. And, like, uh, they also, like, bring and up... And he bring found out some way to give him a shot collar? That was in both versions, where he had, like, some weird shot collar. Yeah. yeah. In the first one, I think it was, like, a helmet or something that, like, controlled him telepathically. It's dumber. And then, no, like, the shot collar makes sense in like Dragon Ball Super because, you know, later on they mentioned that like the Saiyans before they were even uh, conquered by Frieza were uh, conquerors who like took over planets and then sold them. So presumably they had slave collars so that they could sell slaves and stuff, you know? Yeah, so, so like uh, after that we get to see a little bit of like when planet vegeta was destroyed by uh frieza and like bardock sending goku to earth and uh that's when we cut to to the current day where uh a lot has happened since the that oh so much so much stuff there were so many guys that were so big and they fought so much uh super saiyans were uh attained uh yelling was done 
for many hours. Power levels were surpassed. And then surpassed again. And then uh, killed, and then surpassed again. And then, like, a kid came up, and then he surpassed it. Many and wishes were made on many balls. A lot of people held a lot of balls. Dragon balls, in particular. There's a big purple guy. Purple? Pink? I don't know. Named Jiren. Uh, yeah, so, uh, cut to now, which takes place after the events of uh, Dragon Ball Super, the uh, universe tournament arc, where I'm not gonna get into that, but, like, ba- uh, basically, uh, Frieza is trying to find the Dragon Balls, so they, yeah, Frieza's trying to get the Dragon Balls so that he's, like, three inches taller, so he can make himself three inches taller, which is really funny. <laughs> like, Dragon Ball Super Broly is full of, like, really funny moments. It's, it's really good. Uh, and, like, he comes across, like, Broly and, uh, Pargus on, like, the, on, like, the, uh, hostile planet, and, uh, uh, Paragus, uh, decides to join Frieza because he wants revenge on Vegeta. And, uh, Frieza also wants revenge, so, uh, he takes Broly and... I would just say, yeah, like, I think for the most part, just imagine the original story, but made sense on a grander scale and actually involved, like, the the story in the universe. Yeah. So yeah, just I mean, being so like a, Broly is still a weird DLC adventure. Ridiculously powerful. For some reason. Like, crazy powerful. Like, he's going up against, like, Super Saiyan God. And Goku. he's basically, he's he's basically, instead of being, like, insane, he's got, like, anger management problems from, like, the stuff that happened when he was a baby and how he was raised on this desolate planet, which is much more of, like, an understandable character trait than, oh, he's crazy. Yeah. It's really good, because, like, their, his interactions with Chile and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lima. There we go. Are, are really nice and it like really expands on what his character is you know i could take it over yeah it is kind of a weird story it makes more sense when you're watching it but the setup is the same well the setup is similar instead of uh broly becoming a super saiyan god type thing at, as a baby because uh for reasons and just like goku screaming as a baby which is completely normal uh uh, he's just very strong to the point where Vegeta's dad's like, no, he's unstable. Power level's that high in a child. Could, you know, blah, blah, blah. He could be, you know, bad news for all of us. And he's so stronger gonna... than my perfect boy. My perfect boy. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, he ships uh, Broly off to some, like, random-ass planet where that can barely support life. Um, his dad freaks out. Um, just and goes after him with some like tech guy and they just barely escape the destruction of uh, all the Saiyans Um, time passes uh, his dad is kind of a dick and abuses him at least a little bit psychologically but I mean they're Saiyans and for the most part Saiyans aren't like super cool people except for Goku generally not generally not good parents either even Goku is not that good of a parent and Paragus is kind of a but Goku is is a bad parent because he's dumb, not because he's yeah. abusive. <laughs> they really make that one shine in the old version, where he like it just doesn't care about his kid going to school and is just worried about how hungry he is. <laughs> uh, but in the modern version, Bragus is kind of a weakling, so he relies on his son to basically do all the heavy lifting and like whenever monsters attack, blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. 
um, and on Earth. I mean, he's pretty strong. It's just he, he, like, everyone has gone to a point, to very ridiculous points, you know? Yeah. Um, and everything on Earth is super chill, but Frieza uh, was recently revived. And as Goku and Vegeta are training to for the eventuality that they're probably going to have to destroy Frieza again, um, they get some kind of warning. I'm so mad that Frieza's still alive. Yeah, they brought Frieza. Well, he died, but then they brought him back. I know. And I'm so mad got... that that they were like, hmm, what old character should we bring back and, you know, up his power to match the Super Saiyan gods? I know, Frieza. Like, I'm just yeah. mad that that was the decision they made. I'm mad because the story like, doesn't make sense, but Frieza in this movie was actually a pretty amazing villain, no, Frieza, and I don't know any Frieza other villain that would have played in it as good. Movie. I was just complaining about Dragon Ball Super, yeah, but which I shouldn't do in this Dragon Ball Brawly uh, discussion. Yeah, but going back to the thing, they get alerted on Earth that some Dragon Balls were stolen, and this leads into the fact that Frieza has been stealing them, uh, like... Uh, uh, Chowder said he wants to be just slightly tall enough to the point where people are like, hey, did he get taller? But they're not outright sure that he did, because if he did, that means he did something about it uh, for the same reason yeah, that yeah. Bulma was like, oh, I just want to take five to six years off my face, not 10, because people, you know, five years, um, people will be like, oh, she looks good. If I do 10 years, you're like, oh. She got work done. Um, <laughs> so, uh, long story short, uh, Broly and Paragus eventually meet back up uh, with Frieza because Frieza's been sending out a bunch of scouts trying to rebuild his army. Uh, and they kind of hit the jackpot with Broly because he has super high power level. Um, and for whatever reason, Frieza's like, it's time to it's time to get on Earth and it's time to uh, get that last Dragon Ball because my, my, plebs, my pleb soldiers failed. And it's time to test out Broly. And then from there, it's pretty much just a bunch of fighting. Um, yeah, lots of fighting, a lot of, a lot of screaming. <laughs> yeah, as Vegeta, and I will say the fight scene in this one is much better. Uh, in the old version, really, like it's all Broly just tackling people and then throwing energy orbs and like at one at a time. While this one, there's actual like the t- typical like high speed fighting that you would see in Dragon Ball Z, and you see Vegeta and Goku go through their various forms. At a certain point, they decide to do the the form mixing or whatever when they uh, like the fusion, converge. Yeah, yeah okay, they do okay, the fusion before, style. Before that, this is I just wanted to talk about this. This is really cool shot where it's like in first person point of view from Broly as he's like like driving Goku through a mountain, and it's just really cool. Just yeah, the animation was great. Um, so let me let me jump in here real quick. So Goku and Vegeta are like, let's fight this brawly cat. And, or does Vegeta fight him by himself first? No, Vegeta, they fight him. Vegeta bites him, fight him first. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, let's fight him. And Vegeta's like, hey, he's pretty good, but not as good as me. I'm, you know, going easy, you know? And then Broly, like, starts to power up. And his, you know, when, when he powers up, it's like a huge, crazy spike. So now they actually have to start fighting. Um, do they they fusion after Paragus dies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like midway midway through the fight, uh, Frieza kills Paragus to make Broly go Super Saiyan. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing scene, actually, because it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, these Saiyans he need some kind of emotional motivator," and he just like walks over and shoots Paragus in the chest. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Broly, your father Paragus has perished in the crossfire," and then Broly just fucking goes insane. The short version is basically the same. They eventually beat Broly. 
or Broly just basically wears himself out. He expends all of his energy. He's basically like the Hulk in a lot of terms, and he just like fueled with emotion, uh, like emotional like shittiness, like makes him stronger. Yeah, and they just kind of run him down to the point where like he's like at zero. And then I can't remember what they use. I think they use the Dragon Balls to yeah, like Chilai take him back to his world. Yeah, yeah, Chilai and uh, Lima use the Dragon Balls to like uh, teleport Broly back to his world before yeah. he gets killed by Gogeta. Because like uh, I think what they were trying to go for is like even though I think they could outlive him just for the sheer fact that he was burning away his own energy to the point where he was going to like exert himself to the point of death. I think is what they were kind of saying. Like his dad was like, Oh yeah, he's, he's very close to being spent. We need to, we need to stop this before of course he died. And then just like fought Frieza for an hour. But, um, (laughs) but yeah. And then uh, there's a kind of a sweet ending where Goku appears on the planet and try to like, I don't know, as a peaceable offering brings them like, actual places to live and food and well it's a huge it's a huge departure in the original goku punches broly so hard in the chest that he explodes and in this one he brings him a nice lunch yes well in the first one broly is also so two-dimensional that he just destroys an entire planet that the slaves come from because he saw them cry about the destruction that he was causing so like original broly can be summed up at his personality can be summed up in one word. <clears throat> Kakarot! Kakarot! That's something, so I, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but since, the, you know, it is, we are talking about how this was like a retcon or a reboot or a remake, whatever. I'm really glad they kept, like, the most important essential elements from the original. I think it's really important when you're remaking things. With yeah. this, clearly it's the screaming. <laughs> yes, like... Like, Broly does a lot of screaming in this. Uh, and while new Broly is really interesting, because he's got, like, he's got, like, interests and, like, relationships that with other characters, you know? He's very amicable with Goku. He wants revenge on Vegeta. He forms a friendship with Chilai and Lima. You can imagine, like, what he's doing in his free time when he's not doing shit. It, it, he is a character, and, uh, yeah, the reason I wanted to talk about this was... I just wanted to uh, explore, like, how you can retcon something or rewrite something in a way that's better than the original. Alright, what's up, nerds? Uh, My name is Edward Ryan, your lord and savior. And today I'm going to be talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. It's a film... From 1984. I don't know if that's accurate. I just said 1984. I just said it. It just came out of my mouth. Um, 1982. I lied. I'm a huge fucking liar. Starring Kurt Russell. The Thing by John, uh, from 1982 is uh, a readaptation, uh, let's say. Um, it's like a remake of The Thing from Another World. Okay, so both films are based on um, the book Who Goes There um, by John Campbell. Um, but the John Carpenter version, um, it doesn't, it's not like a sequel or anything to the thing from another world. You know, that's why I think readaptation is probably the best word for it. But what it does is you have the original film, which is about, well, the, the basic plot is uh, researchers um, up in Antarctica 
uh, discover an alien uh, being frozen in uh, the ice. Um, and then it, you know, they get it and they're like, oh, we got to study this. And then it thaws out and kills a bunch of people. In the John Carpenter film, the alien can uh, transform and it can it, it can transform into people. So it becomes this this, you know, uh, mystery of like who who's the alien, you know, who's a human, who's the alien. Um, and they're trying to figure out how they can tell and they're trying to kill the alien and they're trying to not get killed by the alien. Um, we also, uh, so a bunch of people die, a lot of stuff happens. It's a great movie. Definitely recommend you watch it, especially if you love like practical special effects and shit. Mm, beautiful. So you get this great ending to the movie where you have, um, Keith David and, um, Kurt Russell, yeah. Kurt Russell, just, you know, a bunch of crazy shits happen. Everyone's dead, but them and they're sitting there. And as an audience member, you don't know, you know, if they're both human if one of them is the alien or if both of them are the alien and they think the other person's a human, like you just, yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a great, that is a great ending, man. Yeah. But so, um, the reason I want to talk about it and we'll get into more specifics during the, uh, discussion is that it improves a lot upon a lot of stuff from the, um, original make of the film. Um, in a lot of areas. So, you know, it's in certain ways more faithful to the source material, which is good. Um, it also does, you know, take some elements from that original film. And then it, there's just things that it is able to improve upon um, just because it was made in 1982 instead of 1951. Um, so that's what I want to talk about today. And I hope I did an okay job. It's me, Shadow Twin, to Ryan Eddie or Eddie Ryan. Ryan, you have a great voice. Thank you. I appreciate. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my topic was Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones, as we know it right now, is an absolute smash hit. But when the series premiered on April 2000, uh, 2011, few people knew at that point um, that what was shown, the pilot that was shown was almost entirely reshot from the original. I think it's upwards of 90% of it was reshot. They even recasted people. When the showrunners D.B. Weiss and David Benoff previewed the original to test audiences, the overall reaction was, and I quote from like the, uh, an article that came out recently, uh, it was a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, they scrapped the original pilot. Um, they, yeah, they scrapped the original pilot and the original scripts were lost or destroyed. Um, this last episode has been mentioned by the showrunners and a lucky few like industry people and, of course, people that were part of the original pilot um, know about it. Uh, a few years ago, it kind of leaked out online that the original pilot wasn't very good, like slowly but surely kind of seeped into the atmosphere. Uh, I think at some point, maybe two, three years ago, a faked script, uh, a quote unquote fake. Nobody's sure if it's real or not. People, uh, the cast and crew are staying mum on it for obvious reasons they probably don't want to facilitate people shitting on the franchise it showed so a uh, there's a kind of a new break in the case a reporter i forgot to write down his name discovered that george r, r. martin has been depositing his book drafts original scripts and like journals and stuff 
uh, to his college library so they can be preserved uh, for perpetuity and read by students so they can see oh like this very famous author you know this is how he evolved his writing these are this is how he went from like draft a to draft b the things he changed he was really it's a reason to kind of like he invests back into his uh, college library so when the reporter found out about it he wondered if at some point he had put a draft copy of the original pilot and it turned out he had oh shit Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag it is actually much closer to the books and I thought it was a very interesting thing because um, I thought it meshed well with what we were talking about this week. From all from all reports, the original, the pacing was wrong, the characters felt awkward and stiff, and the story didn't make sense. And if that is not the original Dragon Ball that we watched, I don't know what is. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Indeed. So, let's discuss. Let's discuss this this turd Dragon Ball Z movie. I don't understand why Broly could only just like one-arm tackle people for 25 minutes. As they're all like talking and talking about Ginsu beans. And like, oh, let's take a Ginsu bean so we can just get Sensu fucking mauled. Bean, Whatever. Ginsu knife, Sensu bean, same difference. They didn't do anything for the whole purpose of this story. I found, I think the original made the worst, what was it? it? It's the cardinal sin of Dragon Ball Z. It was boring. You can't be Dragon Ball Z and boring. It just doesn't, like, it just doesn't work. Because Dragon, Dragon Ball Z just doesn't make sense for the most part. But it's cool. It's flashy. Things are happening. There's heartfelt moments. It has a lot of high points that kids will watch. There's a lot of action. But this one had the plot of Dragon Ball Z, which is nonsense and boring. It was just It had the boring. plot of Dragon Ball Z and it had all the yamp talking in Dragon Ball Z. Because like in Dragon Ball Z, people will stand around going, oh, impossible. Oh, yeah, it, for like, a lot of long. a lot yeah. of people seeing something and going, Ah, and like the kind of gasp. There's a lot of that in Kingdom Hearts three. It's kind of it's a it's becoming a pet peeve, <laughs> where like people look around and like look at something and go, ah, and then you're like, what the fuck? So here's here's what I will say, right? Um, you know, we can comment on the the quality, and and we have, and I'm sure we will continue to. But it, it clearly garbage. had an effect. I mean, I remember weird details about it. No, I mean, no, no. Ten or a, so years later. Like, that's you the know? thing. Even to this day, I still like Broly. It's just, uh, you know, and, and he, I, I, I can acknowledge the film. It. Yeah, I thought the character a popular was... popular enough character that we now have the, this much better uh, remake of the yeah. film. Yeah, no. I, I, mean, knew, I knew of Broly, but I had never seen this uh, as a kid. I watched the original Dragon Ball, and then I watched Dragon Ball Z. I guess I somehow missed the Broly adventure. And I can say without a doubt that I may have liked him more as a kid, but now as a, like a full-fledged adult <laughs> watching it for the first time, I thought Broly was dumb. I thought he was the worst character ever. His whole He's basically just a rip-off of the Hulk. They even made his energy beams green. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, again, to quote Dragon Ball Z abridged, <clears throat> he's so dumb, but he's so cool, but he's yeah. so dumb, <laughs> but he's so cool! 
he, that's that is old Broly. Like he, he he's a cool character, but like yeah, no, there's not much substance to him, you know. You know, um, you know what the thing about Broly is? He kind of like he is what a kid watching Dragon Ball Z at the time would have made as their own original Dragon Ball Z character. Exactly. Make his muscles like super big and then like he's huge green instead of the other colors. And he just like punches everybody all the time. I and mean, he blows up the planet. stronger than even... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like a million times stronger than Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> that, was my, that was me at 14. That <laughs> <laughs> is... I was, I'm a little worried about how good of, of an impression that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a little scared. Yeah. And, okay, so to my first question, there's, there's a thing, there's in, a thing philosophy in philosophy called the, called ship, the ship of Theseus. Holy it, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Wait, what was okay. it? The, it? It popped out a little bit when you said it. The shadow of what? It, it In philosophy, there's a thing called the ship of Theseus. Theseus, which uh, which uh, just which is a thought experiment that just posits you have a boat and it you know makes its journey. Every time the boat comes back, they have to replace uh, one wooden board with a new wooden board, right? And uh, this keeps happening until every part of the boat is made from a completely different wooden board. And the question becomes: Is it still the same boat? If not. When did it become a different boat? Uh, and uh, so my question is, the new Broly and the old Broly are very different characters. And uh, I want to ask, is is the new Broly a totally new character? Might, may as well be considered a totally new character or an offshoot of the original character? And follow-up question... How about what about your domain? Uh, is the new similar similar to the original, or is it just a new thing altogether? So let me, Eddie. I'll let you answer. Wow, we were on exactly the same page. <laughs> <laughs> let me take a stab at this one. First of all, my man Taimul started off the the discussion with in philosophy, and I was taken aback because of what podcast we're recording. That said, let me um, answer this by immediately drawing a comparison to my domain. So in the original, um, the or not the original, but in the first film, the thing from another world, the alien is kind of this like plant monster. Um, I think they describe it as like a living carrot at some point. It doesn't look like a carrot. It looks like it's kind of made of moss. Um, but it's like a plant monster. And in John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, it's a shape-shifting, grotesque being. Um, so those are totally different characters. Um, I think that Broly, um, in both versions, um, I, I think there are some core elements that remain. So I don't think all the parts of this particular ship have been replaced. I think just most of them have. And they've been replaced with upgrades. It's now a faster, more efficient ship. But it's still got, I think, some of the parts that make it the original ship. 
Um, just a better version of it. So they've got the fact that he is just ridiculously powerful, right? Yeah, I think yeah. even they, though that's they, not really they, a, they, a personality trait, I think it's central to his character. Yeah. And uh, they get they get the idea that like he's like a berserker kind of character who like gets angry and like uh, gets his power from that. Which yeah. yeah, and I think I think you can see that they kept that, but they refined it. So that's yeah. not so much a change as it is a, a refinement. Right. Um, and then what what they changed was that they now he has a personality and he's an empathetic figure and he has he's friends. actually a character now. Yeah, he's actually a character. So. Um, Kakarot! Exactly, Kakarot. Well, that's kind of funny because Kakarot is like carrot, and <laughs> and they oh. called it a carrot, a living carrot. So yeah, in, in you know the in, in the original version uh, before they remade it, Goku was in, in it in the thing as well, but uh, they cut him out. Cut him out. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, Goku was in the original. Um, thing from another world, but John Carpenter wasn't a big fan. Mm. Um, so that's my answer to the question, and I would really love to hear Ryan's answer. Oh, thank you, Shadow Twin. Um, I think the only thing that carries through between the two versions of Dragon Ball Z is one a name. There's, there's a couple things. The name is the same, and the the concept of ripping off the Hulk is the same. <laughs> but that is it. I I think they're completely different characters. I think it's a completely different premise. I think they kept the I kept honestly. If they had changed the names involved, it would have been a completely different. Like the the major conceits of the plot, the reasons why they. I mean Vegeta threw him out because he was going to be too powerful, I guess, in both. But almost every single piece of it was different in the parts of it. Well, in the original, Vegeta tried to murder the baby. And in yeah. the, the remake, he... I mean, I There's guess he like, still tried to murder him. He set him off to in a roundabout way. planet. I mean, I guess just more indirectly. <laughs> yeah, so indirect I think... Murder. I think there's like maybe one, a couple of plot points that are the same, but if you're dealing with the mixed bag that is Dragon Ball Z, a lot of plot points repeat. So you can't even necessarily blame it as, oh, this is a remake. Like they could have done a complete whiteboard version of this one, like completely brand new and use the usual stuff. And that's probably how it would have happened. Um, I think it's completely different. I think it's a completely new ship. I think it's a much better ship. Um, and how it relates to mine, I think there's. <laughs> For mine, they used the same blueprint, but um, made it better. <laughs> They're like, hey, I guess some of these like circles are supposed to be painted and not drilled in, you know? <laughs> I don't know if, based on the description you gave, I think your analogy's off. I don't think they used the same blueprint. I think they used they, a totally they used new the same blueprint, blueprint and painted it the same colors. <laughs> well, no, I the, think they used a red print and then like, made it blue i mean the ship they painted the yeah. ship the same well, colors i think my analogy works because they're using the same blueprint it's all pretty much off the book the first the first season and the first episode in particular is actually very close to the book mm-hmm. and the only minor conceits they made uh, were typically for easing the pace like taking away the language of the white walkers doesn't change anything but it makes the scene more ominous and it makes it more scary um and there were some places where they deviated from the books in the original pilot uh Cersei doesn't go down and burn a feather. Uh, start the the way I remember uh, 
Caitlin Stark in the book is pretty similar to how she was in aired pilot. I think they were going up the same blueprint, but got a little in the corners on certain areas and the pacing was off. And I, I think it, maybe they changed a few things, but they also kept a few parts. I just think they made the ship better the second time. Um, it's, basically the same ship or i mean without seeing it i can't know because there was also a chance that the script that was shown or that they found wasn't the actual script that made that ended up hitting um the test audience the yeah, yeah. being viewed to the test audiences so there's no 100 percent way to say for sure uh but yeah i think i think for the most part it's it's definitely a different ship it's just they made the ship better the second time it's supposed to be the same ship just a different version <laughs> ship okay. analogies aside i like how ryan and i basically said the same thing but from two opposite perspectives hey like we both said they kept the same details but i was like and that makes it the same and he was like and that makes it different <laughs> which well, is I know exactly they, the problem with the, the ship of theseus <laughs> well no so my, great, my thing was is... great great philosophical um just construct to bring up you're killing it as a host and i'm not just trying to get brownie points for the award thanks uh so my next question there's something interesting about dragon ball super in the original dragon ball z movie the main character is you know goku and friends but in dragon ball super the protagonist is actually broly like everything is uh, most of the story is seen from his point of view. Uh, he's the one that has the character arc. And, uh, yeah, so, like, when, you know, like, say, Gogeta comes in and beats him, it doesn't feel like a deus ex machina, because it's really a story about Broly, and there's a part of you that's kind of rooting for him, too. And uh, and it's interesting in to me in that the way they reframed by changing the frame of the story to center around Broly instead of uh, Goku uh, uh, is a big part of what lets that movie work. And I wanted to ask, like, what is what what is the major change in your domain that you think really helps it be better than the original? Like, where did where Ryan? Did... I think. Oh, sorry, my bad. Nah, I'm pretty much done. I think what I was about to say was redundant <laughs> anyways. Okay, I was going to say, Ryan, I think you should go first because you were so gracious to let me go first before. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, I think the thing that makes the, the biggest change, if I had to guess, um, in mine, without actually seeing it, because without seeing it, who knows, uh, it's probably the characterization. Um, they made Caitlin, uh, they just changed up the characters a little bit in a better way. They changed, and so for some of them, they changed the actors or the actresses. Um, so I think that's probably what had the most impact was probably the changing up the pacing of the scenes, knowing what didn't work so they could change the dialogue, probably slightly change some of the blocking for the scenes, um, and just kind of have a little new blood in there. I mean, Potentially speaking, Caitlin, the, the original Caitlin Stark may have been a little bit boring or a little the uh, I mean, who knows what it was like. I'm sure that it, she did a great performance for the direction she was given, but um, something must have gone wrong. 
So I think the the new blood and just looking at it with fresh eyes after seeing what didn't work was probably the big. All right, Eddie. Yeah. Um. So for my domain, there were a ton of changes made. Um, one that I will point out specifically is um, when the original or when the first film was made, um, the thing from another world. Um, Hollywood was still um, under the Hayes Code, um, which for people who don't know was kind of like a moral and ethics code in film where like they no couldn't show... No short skirts, no cool stuff. They couldn't show certain, you know, things, um, mostly, you know, things that could be deemed sexual or violent um, was a lot of it. Um you know, and it was definitely, like, too overbearing. Like Ryan said, like, oh, short skirts, you know, were bad. Um, and so the film, the original, I don't know necessarily if I would say it suffers from not being able to have things like that, um, but that the John Carpenter version definitely is elevated by being able to do whatever it wants. Um, because there is... Um, like the alien transformation stuff. Like I said before, I, I describe it as, as grotesque. Uh, and that is not a negative in this context. Um, like it's bloody and gross and awesome. Um, there's a lot of cool scenes where, you know, there's, you know, flamethrowers and, and, you know, machine guns and a lot of crazy stuff happens in the movie. That's very violent. And it really adds to the experience. Like, it makes it feel like it is this, like, desperate struggle that these people are having against this alien. So, um, it, I think it's definitely, I think that's one of the big changes. Um, though there are uh, a ton of changes between the two versions. Um, but I think that's one of the big ones, is just having a lot more freedom. Um, another one, though, um, would be, just advancement in filmmaking technology, um, which I think relates well to um, the to Broly um, with a point that Ryan brought up earlier about how the original one, you know, was kind of boring and the fight scenes weren't as good. Um, and granted, at the time, the people making Dragon Ball Z had the ability to make really good fight scenes and stuff, but but like the uh, way yeah. that they had to animate stuff them. The then, body model they made they for did, Broly they was only uh, capable. They, like, the conditions in which uh, Dragon Ball Z was made were a lot uh, harsher than the conditions in which Dragon Ball Super was made. So, yeah. Exactly. So, especially, you know, I don't know exactly the ins and outs of how this film was made, but maybe they had to be rushed in some ways because yeah. clearly it's not up to the quality level of the show. Um, whereas Super clearly is up to the quality level of the show. It's actually better than the show, honestly. Yeah. And you could and so you can look at something like The Thing from Another World as compared to the thing, you know, obviously the special effects and cinematography are a lot better. And so yeah, there's the passage of time is also a, a big difference. Um so that's that's my answer. Yeah, I'm great right, at right. ending sentences <laughs> all right this is gonna be the last question but uh but uh ryan touched upon this but like uh these remakes have the, have the benefit of like uh 
looking back and like learning from the mistakes of the former and uh i think it's just yeah and it's just kind of interesting in that is it i guess what i want to ask is is it fair to compare new versus old when uh new has like the benefit of learning from the old you know the old might not might have had to like broke do something new and thus unfamiliar. I'll let so, Eddie take this one first. Well, here's what I was going to say. So I went first, and then you went first. So I think the only good way to do this is if we both answer it exactly the same time. I don't know about what. <laughs> like, answer it at the same time, or or it somehow sync up words. No, I was just saying we just talk over each other, but but we really shouldn't do that. It was a, It was a goof thought it would get a bigger laugh that's my bad hmm. okay <laughs> you know what you let's know just what? uh <laughs> this... wait, wait 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 no no, no. there was a good no, question I, time well, we I, do have answer. A, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I do have an answer Go for it. I, uh, so i think uh, i think it kind of reminds me of the saying like there's nothing new under the sun I don't think there was anything time could have like time wasn't I don't think time period was a factor in why Dragon Ball the original Dragon Ball was bad. I think it felt really rushed. I thought they I think they thought they had this amazing idea, you know, Goku's finally going to meet his match and it's going to require the efforts of everybody to bring it together. It it like had they the meet making the legendary Super Saiyan. Yeah, like before the there makings. were like a million Super Saiyan forms, but yeah. Yeah, it had the makings of a good story. Like, even the last little bit, if the pacing was better and it just wasn't people with their hands raised and like little teeny clowns coming off of them for like five minutes straight as Vegeta just strangely denies. Like, and it's it's on it's in character for Vegeta to be like, no, I will not give you my energy. But it, <laughs> It, it just screws up the pacing of what they're trying to do so bad. You're just watching for five minutes as nothing is happening. Yeah, but, so, like, but like, they also have a similar moment in Dragon Ball Super where, like, Vegeta, when, like, they bring up the plan. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't want to like, do it. He doesn't want to merge. Yeah. But that one is over in ten seconds, but you get the <laughs> same effect. Yeah. Like, you know, you know... <laughs> You know that this has to have an end at some point. They're going to combine power and they're going to beat the bad guy. I just don't know why you have to fight me so hard before we get to that point. <laughs> so I think, I don't think time, I don't think the time period had anything to do with this. I think it was rushed in a lot of bad ways. I think the pacing was completely off. Um, I think they just did a bad job. They could have done a good job. I mean, they could have done the exact same story um, that the new one had back then. There was nothing super alien about that story. I mean, I guess Frieza was dead at that point, but they could have come up with like villain X, Y, or Z um, instead of him being sane. He could have been another like weird species that has the same powers. Like they have the entire universe to play with, um, and they decided to really constrain it to this weird place and then fight you on plot points, which I thought was really bad. Like I said, it made the worst crime that Dragon Ball Z can be, and it was boring. Uh, Eddie, like you were going to say something. Let me say a great answer. Thank you. But I'm going to I'm going to bring a different perspective to it, I think. So, um I think what Tamu was saying wasn't that like because Super Broly was made now 
you know, that's why it was able to be better. Well, I get that part. Like uh, the original phrasing of the question was like, the new one gets the benefit of seeing how the bad one failed. But what I'm trying to say is the bad one failed because it was bad. Like the new one could like, they could have not even seen the first movie and made a much better film if they just paid attention and tried, which I think is what they did. Like, I just don't know if it's the same. You can even put it in the same quadrant of that kind of thing. Cause the first one was just so bad. It doesn't even, it's barely Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so here's what I'll say um, to answer uh, the question. Um, I think that it is more than fair to compare um, new versions of things, you know, remakes, reboots, retcons um, to the original. Um, and the reason I think that is because, um, I mean, I mean uh, Ryan brought up that great quote, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, look at how many remakes and reboots and retcons there are, and most of them aren't good. So, you know, if we, a lot of times, you know, these remakes and stuff are worse than the original, or at least most people consider them to be. Obviously, there's no consensus on anything. But so when you have something that most people agree is better, I think it's more than fair to make the comparison because, you know, clearly there's a lot of, you know, uh, people working in film and TV and animation and all that, that you know, aren't learning from the mistakes of the past. So, um, you know, I think, you know, we can, uh, I think we should, you know, praise the people who worked on Dragon Ball Super Broly um, for making something that was not just good, but, you know, that took some ideas that people liked from, uh, you know, uh, what I think most people would agree with, with us is a bad film taking some of those good ideas from there and turning them into a good film. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. I've ended all my answers by saying that's my answer. I don't know <laughs> and why. That's my answer. You <laughs> better be okay with it. <laughs> all right. Uh, sorry. Just uh, looking up something real quick, but uh, yeah, no, those are good answers guys. And with that, and with I wasn't we, listening we, to them. Uh, no, I, I, I promise you, I was listening. I just like I'm preparing for the next section. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, uh, I think our discussion is over. Uh, we do not have any listener questions in for uh, this episode, but if you want, but if you want to, you can reach us on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. And we will read your our questions to us on, live on air, whenever. Not not well, live. Not live though, because that's this isn't a live podcast. But definitely <laughs> on air. You never know. Anyways, so let's move on to the ratings. Yeah. Ratings music. Word. Anyways. So, here we are going to rate the topic. And for this episode, uh, you're going to give two ratings. One for Dragon Ball Z, the legendary Super Saiyan. 
and one for Dragon Ball Super Broly. And you are going to rate them out of five hour-long scream sessions. So, like, it, uh, one star is one hour-long scream session, two stars, two hour-long scream sessions, and so on and so forth. <laughs> Just that for an hour. I was, <laughs> you did say scream sessions, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Eddie, you go first. Oh, is it me first? My bad. All right. Hey, how you doing, everybody? It's me, Eddie. Um, I am gonna rate Dragon Ball. I'm I'm rating Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yes. Uh, you're, well, rating... you're rating one and then the other. One and then the other, yeah. Oh, oh, each of them, okay. Yeah. So, I'd give the original... Um, I'm, pro- I'm probably giving it an extra point here for nostalgia. Um, and that's just gonna have to be dealt with. Um, oh, I don't know if I can... But I'll, it's, it's nothing that can be done. Um, so, I'm gonna give the original... Oh, it's it's a tough. It's it's tough. Just just kill it. Just murder it. Old I Yeller. Know. I'm gonna just put right, two I, browns on the back of this old I'm Yeller skull. Come on. I'm gonna give it a two-hour-long screening session. <laughs> and for Dragon Ball Super, I like the original, and it's got a great place in my memory. Um, but it's it's not up to snuff. Dragon Ball Super Broly is a lot more up to snuff. A lot more enjoyable. I think it's not for everybody, but I think it is for every Dragon Ball Z fan. Um, yeah. And so, that said, I'm gonna give it a four-hour-long screaming session. Don't pop, don't pop a blood vessel now, Eddie. <laughs> I might just go Super Saiyan. Impossible! If you uh, kill my father, it'll be a lot easier. <laughs> if Frieza just like so comedically just like shoot you in the gut, shoot your dad in the oh gut. Oh no! Broly, your father has been shot by a stray shot. Oh no! <laughs> it's been killed in the crossfire. Oh no! Um, I think from nostalgia's sake, I will give. I'm probably gonna add one star on top of what I truly believe it should get. Oh wow! And you know what? The original is going to get one star. It deserves no stars, but I'm giving it one. Because it's old and it's dead, <laughs> and it's 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 bad to speak completely ill of the dead. No, but in all seriousness, it's one out one out of five. I did not enjoy it at all. I thought it was really slow. I thought it was plotting. I thought it was boring. Um, Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I I was pretty pissed that I watched it, and then I also did this at like ten o'clock at night. Watched it until like eleven thirty, and then immediately watch the new one so I would have it fresh in my head so I was up till like 12.31 watching this shit I have never been more angry at something and then more relieved at something when I saw the second one um, the newer one uh, Broly Super it's like everything you kind of want from Dragon Ball it's got it's cute moments it's got it's fun moments it's got like really good fights um, you have the characters not really taking themselves super seriously in some scenes and then the next scene they're taking themselves super seriously uh, it's everything you want Dragon in a Dragon Ball. Ball. Super seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything you want in a Dragon Ball. It's like a super, it's like a condensed season of a show down into an hour and 30 minutes or whatever it is. I think it's hour and 20. Um, I thought it was great. I'm going to say four and a half screaming session out of five. <laughs> okay. 
And uh, finally, I'm going to award one of these two people a gold star for contributing to the conversation the best. And for this episode, the gold star is going to be... The gold... Kakarot! No, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, it's going... No, it's going to be the... Uh, Golden background singer because no. <laughs> th throughout the Dragon Ball Super movie, th there was like uh, music where like the, some guy in the background was like screaming people's name in the most oh, hype way possible, like Kakara. That's funny. That's go, really funny. Go, but can I make go, go, <laughs> Gogeta. <laughs> go, so the Broly. Go, go, there's, the Broly. There's one thing that I think you should also consider is that in the original one when. Frieza destroys the planet. They're still on the planet, and then when Paragus is describing what's happening, he's like, for whatever reason, Broly's baby four became enveloped with energy and saved us. And then it shows a picture of him holding on to a baby enclosed in this like green sphere of energy, just like floating off into space. <laughs> <laughs> so my my the <laughs> my uh what is it uh my option to give to you is the <laughs> Paragus holding on to a naked baby floating off into space award. I, <laughs> you know what? I like that so much better. Uh, yeah, sure. The golden Paragus holding on to a baby Broly going off in, into space award. That is what is a lot easier for Jeff. Yeah. Okay. That, but like, but in the background, someone's going go the Broly. Go, go, the Broly. Yeah, I just I remember watching that. And I want to say Paragus, too, at a certain point, is like, what is happening? It's like he's just floating off into space. <laughs> that was the only, that was the high point of the movie. It's the only part that I enjoyed. Tell us, tell us how you really feel. I have been. I've not. I've not left anything. To, I'm not holding Anyways, anything back. I am. Uh, I am Gogeta in red, whatever form. Dragon Ball Z extra. <laughs> so y'all, you both put up a good fight, but in the end, in this bloody affair, the winner has to be Ryan. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, oh finally He's the Broly character wins. I've often the legendary Super Saiyan, but that's I've just often... a myth. The thing about it is, I think if if he had had some kind of stab wound in his chest, I could have punched him there and and won the gold star. But... You just couldn't make him explode. No, <laughs> I wasn't stabbed as a baby, so it made exploding my body through he punches wasn't much more as a difficult. Baby, and that's why I was not able to pull out the victories. <laughs> <laughs> I All just, right. I, as a naked baby, uh, my father grabbed onto me and we just floated off of the space away from me before he could punch me in the gut. <laughs> go, the Eddie. Go, go, the Ryan. Go. Oh, God. All right, all right. All right. Uh, Ryan, do you want to give an acceptance speech or something? Oh, I just... I want to thank you guys for being here with me tonight. I want to thank you, Eddie, for uh, coming back to the program. My shadow twin is back. Um, together, we can form. A, we can go from a nobody and a heartless to somebody. Um, I also hated that reference. That's also in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, <laughs> I went from being a nobody to 
Hey, somebody. What the <laughs> fuck? That's <laughs> from the Dark Knight Rises shit. Nobody cared <laughs> about me until I put on the mask. You think the darkness is your ally? I was born in the darkness. I was born in the darkness. I did not see light until I was a man. Oh my um, god, that is, that is a very Kingdom Hearts speech. Like, that one fit in in Kingdom Hearts. Oh god. I'm calling it now, Bane in Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank you guys for being there. Eddie, you put up a really strong fight. Um, I just want to thank Paragus for holding on to a naked baby after it was, sta- <laughs> was stabbed by a, by a king. <laughs> You know, that whole plot point made so much sense. Uh, I want to thank Broly for just elbow fucking <laughs> grabbing people for 45 minutes <laughs> that made me realize. I honestly, I don't, if I had just watched DBZ Super on its own, it probably would be like a 3.5 to a 4. But having the palate cleanser of something so awful beforehand, I think really inspired me to bring my A game to this. And to really, emo- I wanted to vent to somebody about how terrible this was. <laughs> Alright, before we move on to the outro, uh, we have a raffle to do. Uh, For for the winner of the Cycle 12 raffle and winner gets to choose the topic for the first episode in the next cycle. Oh, uh, the winner of that is... Oh, I hope it's me. Let's roll that dice! I didn't, um, I didn't enter, so it can't be. Yeah, because these raffles are for listener engagement. I think I was probably a listener when the raffle started. (laughs) Listener engagement in that, uh, 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 in that, uh, by by commenting or retweeting us on Twitter or Facebook, you can enter this raffle and have and decide on a topic for another episode. So. With that, without further ado, the winner is already predetermined and the dice was unnecessary. Riley Barnes, you win! Yeah! Come on down and get your prize, Riley! No, there is there is um one stipulation, actually, just so you know, you can't pick Dragon Ball Z Brawly the Legendary Super Saiyan as the topic. Uh yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose. He could that. pick he could just pick Paragus though, just as the character to talk about, or Broly as a character to talk about. He, oh, he, he can sneak you know in what there. the best? I'm thing assuming about this the... is a he, or am I just making a broad assumption? Anyways, R- Riley, you get to decide on the topic for episode. I will insert whatever it is when I figure out what episode it is later. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that wraps it up. Thank you for listening to the Common Geeking Program. I'm your host, Time Old Chaudhary, or Chatter. You can find me at Time Old Chaudhary on Twitter. Uh, you can see how that's spelled in the description. Again, I've been joined by representatives Eddie Ryan and Ryan Mossbarger. Do you have any links you want in- to link to? You can find me. Uh, this is Ryan Mossbarger. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan underscore M-O-S-S-B. Um, you can also find me in your dreams, the really bad ones, but where you're somewhat like lucid and then you find out you can fly. When you look behind you, I'm flying with you. Hello. Uh, and, I, and I'm Edward Ryan and you can find me staring at Google images for the next fucking year at pictures of Bio Broly. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, the next episode is going to be hosted by Ryan. And uh, what what are you doing, man? So I think I decided I am a big fan of terrible movies. And I still have to talk to the people a little bit more to make sure they want to do it. But we are going to review, um, hopefully together, uh, a classic movie called Never Too Young to Die. Um, and the focus of the movie, it's it was a movie that was obviously set up to be a franchise. It's the whole theme is basically like young James Bond so, or whatever. So you're 007. telling me the franchise died young. It did. Uh, but it, it's it's an insane movie. It has John Stamos before he blew up and got on um, before he really blew up. I think it was when he's still doing his uh, like uh, like early, early days of acting. It has Gene Simmons in it one of his like first acting roles and it is buck wild fucking insane. And there was no way at any point this was ever going to become like a series of movies. Cause it was too fucking crazy. <laughs> so it's uh, an insanely bad movie, but it's also an insanely good movie because it's so bad. Um, and I, we're going to review it and kind of discuss other kind of like failed franchises and maybe what stopped them from being franchises or whether, and maybe some of these, some of the things we talk about, maybe they deserve to be franchises. Yeah. You can catch Ryan's episode on two March. weeks from when this airs, two Look weeks from calendar. when this airs, which is March 29. Yes. I wasn't talking to you, Chowder. I was talking to the listener. Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener. Why don't you look at a calendar every once in a while? Yeah. Anyways. Thank, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, be sure to like hit that like button, subscribe. Uh, we have a Patreon now, don't we? Right? So you know, there was mention of it. Yeah. So you know, if you think we're worth it, you know, maybe throw in a dollar on Patreon. You know, help us keep the lights on on a single dollar. And, and if you think a dollar is worth it, what's what's two? And if you're gonna give us two, what's three? And, and you know, you know well, it, what's three? Uh, why not money. just give us your entire paycheck, please? You're giving us all your money, and we're gonna make a cult where you're gonna have to listen to these episodes on repeat. Oh wow! And we then do we're gonna Patreon. we're gonna become Omshin Rikio of the uh, of the West, and then we're gonna get an attack helicopter and try to do. Something. Yeah, <laughs> or don't. Uh, you're. Uh, your enjoyment of our our podcast is uh, more than enough. So, oh, uh, be sure to tune in next time. Ciao. This episode, of the Common Geeky Program, was hosted by Timel Chaudhry, joined by Eddie Ryan and Ryan Mossbarger. This episode is sponsored by Technical Difficulties, the most technical of difficulties. The podcast is created and produced by Tom Ketchin and Jeff Lovett. This episode edited by me, Timel Chaudhry, and Matt Canavan, and original music by Con Ketchin. We'd love for you to stay and engage with us at Geeking Program or hashtag CGP. Reviews on Apple Podcasts are also helpful for growing the show, and we'll read new reviews on the air. If you want to know more about us, head to commonkeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Ciao.